Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, and this is your NBA Finals Game 5 Best Bets episode. Potentially, potentially, emphasis, the last Best Bets episode of the 2022-23 NBA season. We'll give you Best Bets. We'll break it all down for you. Give you the handicap on all of it. I got a great crew with me today. Excited to have them on board. Everything we talk about today can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. Best way for you to track your picks. You have the second information where the bets and money are coming in on. Lots of stuff coming in. Uh, you got our Green Dot Daily shows. You can catch podcasts of, of this show in the in the app. You can check out all of Jim Turvey's WNBA plays, the hottest ticket on the planet right now. Uh, make sure to check that out as well. Join me today to give best bets. For Game 5 of the NBA Finals in Denver, Colorado, between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat, as Denver Nuggets look to secure their first ever NBA championship, I got Joe Delera from New York City. I got Sean Little from MSG Networks. You can catch him at Chicago Flow. I got AC, the analytics capper, Albert Wynn. Follow him on Twitter, at analytics capper. Gents, glad to have you on board. Series is now 3-1 after Denver rolls into Miami, uh, and after everyone was like, Oh, heat culture. Oh, heat culture. Oh, they got, they won in, in Denver. Oh, and then Denver said after game two, and I didn't believe him. It was my fault. It was my, I keep not believing this Denver team, despite covering them every fucking game of the season. Denver comes after, after game two and says, yeah, we didn't play hard. And we we're all like, okay, sure. In an NBA finals game, you got beat just because you didn't play hard. Okay, and then they they went into Miami and 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 then played hard and and they won both games and destroyed them and uh, there's a lot to kind of get into about this. We'll go around the table. We'll give our best bets for this game. Uh, let's start with AC. What's your best bet for Game Five? 
Yeah, I rode this guy in game four. I'm going to ride him again in game five. I love Christian Brown over 0.5 blocks or steals. So basically just one de defensive stat there. Um, quick hands. We'll get into it later. And then the next one will be playing a little regression spot here, bucking the trend with Jamal Murray under eight and a half assists. All right, Sean Little, what do you like for game five? Going back to my untrained eye, I'm going to go Nikola Jokic to lead <laughs> the game in scoring plus 105 FanDuel Sportsbook. Okay. Joe Delera, what's your best bet for game five? I'm taking the spread here. I'm going to lay the points with Denver, Denver minus nine. I like it. Keeping it simple. I have two. Uh, you're never going to believe this, but I've got the first half under 106 and a half. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> plot twist for me. Like, I'm sorry. If it keeps winning, I'm just going to keep betting the same thing. Uh, I am also going to take Nuggets minus nine and a half. I am also going to play uh, an alternate spread on the game as well with uh, the Nuggets minus 14 and a half. I'm going to play that love as well. Um, we'll get into why just... here in a second. So, all right, let's let's I'm trying to think of where we want to start here. Let's start with Joe, because that's like the big picture angle with the minus nine. Um, right, I mean... Joe, I was in Miami, covered both games for the Action Network. I've been doing this a while, not not my first rodeo, my friends. And most press conference content is blather. Like it's meaningless. It's cliches. If you know the team well enough, you understand which cliches they use in what situations. And you can understand the tone and the heat after they lost game six in Miami of that Celtic series. We're like, Eric Spolster was like, we're going to get on that bird and we're going to win. And Jimmy Butler's like, we're going to win. And after going down 3-1 to the Denver Nuggets, their tone was, we're going to try. That's like what they were. The words, we're not going to quit, were said, I think, like 18 times in those press conferences the other day. Um, Spolstra's thing is find a way to get it back to the 305. And he's not wrong, right? Like you you win one and all of a sudden it's like a little bit more pressure and you're back at home and you can ride some momentum, blah, 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 blah. The problem with all of this is like there is a subtext here and Gabe Vincent was the first one to crack. I believe it was on, um, I forget what days uh, anything are. My space-time <laughs> continuum is completely blown to shit. But there was an after game three, Gabe Vincent basically said, our mar he said, our margin for error mm -hmm. is so small. Like, the Heat are, are not going to come out and be like, yeah, no, they're way better than us. So we got to figure out some shit to try and like game this. But that's basically been the tone is like, we know they're better than us. Like they have so many more weapons and they're so much bigger than us. So like, they're really up against it and they know that. And to me, like that really matters here and that the Heat are going to try and be defiant as like a, we're always defiant. But right now, to me, it sounds like they're trying to convince themselves that they are defiant. Now, that's narrative play. Joe, give me the reasons why you like Denver minus nine here. I think a lot of it comes down to the scheme, right? And I think that Malone's comments after game two were interesting. And I think it really comes down to the fact that, like, if Denver slacks off, then Miami's so precise, they're so well coached, like, they'll close that gap, right? Right. But if Denver's really locked, in and closing out on shooters and executing their defensive game plan in particular, that's going to really swing things. The big thing for me is that game two, when Miami won 44% of their shots came from three point range after that game three, 35% game four, 29%. 
So Denver's ability to cut into that, and they've also we've also seen the pace. It's gone up slightly, like ever so slightly in games three and four compared to one and two. So you're driving Miami off the three-point line, which is one of their edges, and then you're also picking up the pace. So Miami wants to keep you in that like slog. They want to keep you go, playing slower. They want to be able to maximize what they can do in terms of their, their shooting from long range, closing in the math numbers, right? They haven't been able to do that. And something looks up with like Jimmy, like Jimmy doesn't really look a hundred percent. Right. And what we're seeing is that Jimmy and Bam are scoring a lot of points for Miami. They're both averaging over 20 points a game, but the problem is their points per shot and points per possession is not that great. So you're playing this otherworldly offensive team in Denver. They haven't stopped them at all. You know, Denver's offensive rating is uh, just has been absolutely tremendous. This series 117.9, and they can't, they don't really have an answer for that. And they've tried so many different looks defensively. I don't think that they're, they have enough to close the gap. And realistically, Denver's plus 9.3 in terms of net rating over the course of this entire series. They've they're three and one, the one loss they easily could have won. Like we could be talking sweep right now if Miami didn't shoot literally 50% from three. So I just think that Denver is in an entirely different class. We've been saying this all series, really like a lot of us anyway. And I think they get, they take care of business. I think the minus nine is fine. A lot of us. Shout out to Brian Fonseca, who I'm waiting for. I had to, to, to check uh, myself there. To log the heat money line play uh, on, over at five on the floor. Um, yeah, like you're all right on this. Like my initial headline for the article I wrote after game uh, four, and I softened it because I have a lot of respect for this heat team. But like the, I always like will just open up with whatever the big thought is, is my headline and start writing. The, my, the, the headline was the jig is up. Like that was the headline is like yeah. – you 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 know you got through the eastern conference which i have like a lot of thoughts i gotta go through with brandon anderson on what the fuck happened to the eastern conference in the playoffs this year um cost cost both of us a lot um in these playoffs but brandon's gonna be fine because he's always somehow fine but like miami definitely i just i have a hard time here with i don't think that miami's gonna crack which that's actually makes me more confident in this because i'm like i'm not betting this for narrative reasons I'm not betting this for like they're gonna quit, right? Because that was a huge mistake by my by by what I did in Game Four of the Celtics series. Yeah, Sean, we'll get to your cap in a second on Joker. Yeah, but like when you look at the series, how do you feel like in terms of are we are are we playing too much into recency bias here with the Nuggets having smashed them in back to back games? No, I don't think so. I think this is exactly how we thought it would play out, and when they don't, sh- I, I I tweeted out, throw everything else out, all the deep analysis, everything else. If the Heat don't shoot 50-ish percent on 30-ish attempts, it's an L. Period, point blank, that's it. Mike Malone needs all the credit in the world. He woke those boys up. They were sleepy in game two, and he said, listen, these are the guys that everyone's been talking about, and you felt them now. We're going to go to Miami. You boys need to wake the fuck up. It's the NBA Finals, and... He and I'll say this: He's also doing a great job not not calling Michael Porter out uh, by name because he's he's a lot of these pressers. He's been talking straight to Michael Porter Jr. Get your head out of your ass! This is the NBA Finals. Let's get rolling. But he deserves all the credit. He has been coaching his ass off. He has the boys ready. In he had the boys ready in Game One. He had them in ready in Game Three and Game Four. And I don't think he's going to come off the gas. His mentality, everything I've heard him say in post game pressers in every interview pregame in game is let's 
take care of business, step on their neck, close it out. We don't want to give these guys any life. I don't, I don't see why they don't go home to Denver and take care of business by double digits. And like you lay it out, the jig is up. Miami is out of answers. Spo is trying everything. I'll talk more about it when it comes to the Jokic piece. But better team overall, and it, it's, it, it, just, it is what it is. The, the Miami Heat had a great season. We can't understate that as well. I think if this, is, this team is just too much to compete with possession by possession, game to game. Phenomenal season, Matt. Great postseason. <laughs> they had a great postseason. Oh, well, that's, well, oh, I, I mean, well, <laughs> they, I didn't know they we had, were talking they about had, They had a great Giannis Hurts' back on a bullshit charge attempt. But, and, the, but it's, that's also, hey, listen, Milwaukee also sat Giannis when he could have played, in my opinion. I agree. Like, they, agree. like everyone yeah, disrespected yeah. these boys night in, night out, including me. I lost a lot of money on that Milwaukee yeah. Bucks spot where, like, no yeah. hero. They're, oh, this is an easy W, double-digit yeah. W for the for the. Well, Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks, yeah. it cost me, right? So they took care of business every step of the way. Great season from the New York Knicks as well, Matt. Knicks had a great year. The Miami <laughs> hey. Heat had a great year. So, hey, that's 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 just what it is. But to, to, to bring it back home, Denver Nuggets are just too much. The jig is up. Spo has been trying everything. Nothing is working. When you when, when you blitz uh, and, and double Murray, it's an open shot for, for, for someone else. If you leave Jokic one-on-one, it's a bucket. There's too, too many answers for the Denver Nuggets. Then you're going to bring Christian Braun, our Brown, Brown off the bench, and he's going to continue to contribute like he is. And then Aaron Gordon all of a sudden can score 30. Cut it out. It's, it's I, I assume that you just don't want to bet the spread here because of the line, right? Yeah, this the nine is a big number. Now, do I think they cover it? It's going to be right around that number. Also, they have shown a tendency every single game in the finals to like – Get a little tight as it comes down the stretch, mm-hmm. and Miami has converted on that. That makes me a little nervous. That's why I didn't didn't lay the nine, and I'm looking at Jokic. Uh, I have some numbers. Uh, uh, AC, I want to get your thoughts on this overall on the series. Just hit some numbers real quick. Teams up three one outside of the first round since 2003 are 25 and nine straight up in Game Five, but just 17 and seven against the spread. If you cut this down into the Matt Mitchell era. Uh, which is like since 2019, effectively, it's uh, still only three and three ATS. So like we we cannot get to a, I can't, and this is home, by the way, these are, this is, if you're up three, one at home, I can't get to a spot where even when we have this great trend of teams that win cover, it's not applying when teams are up three, one in a series. And if you want to know how that like equates the market, it gets too sharp at that point is my read on it is like the market is now you're having to buy too much because the market's like, I'm not going to let you bet the better team here. Like, I'm not going to let you I'm not going to give you a good number on the better team in this spot. Um, So that's where I kind of get to AC. What are your thoughts on the series right now? Yeah, my, my, my first initial thought is this is the first time the four of us combination have been on a pod. So I'm honored to be with uh, three other very, very sharp guys. Um, But I was looking at the, the previous 10 NBA finals and the clinching games in all 10 of them. There's only been two that were basically competitive games. 2019, when Steph Curry missed the three, Toronto won, Kawhi celebrated. Uh, and then 2016, again, Steph Curry lost uh, by four points. That was the big LeBron block. And then Kyrie uh, for the three-pointer in 2016. So every other series, last year was a 13-point win, 2020 was 13, 2018 was 23 points, 2014 was 17 points. So these clinching games tend to be somewhat of a blowout. 
Um, I'm not on it specifically because because of that Matt Mitchell trend. I think uh, it's been a great uh, pattern throughout this postseason. You know, the winning team, whether you're a favorite or a dog, or the covering team has also won, basically, right? So um, I think it potentially might buck the trend tomorrow. But I'll say this. Denver by far is more than a nine point is better than a nine point favorite on this team. I think at this point, this number is more of how do you think the game is going to end? Because if it's a blowout are the Miami heat, um, you know, contract guys, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, are those guys going to show out and play for that contract or are they going to empty the benches? Those are things that I, I have no, you know, projections or thoughts about. Um, but I think, I do think Denver is far and away better and we've talked about this all season long, but Mike Malone is one of the top tier coaches like J- Joe laid out. So props to him. And I'm already going to congratulate Denver for their first ever title. Yeah. Um, Malone, you know, everyone kind of made it about entirely about MPJ and it, it was his comments after game two um, under the radar though, talking to some folks with Denver, like it was Murray too. Murray's defense was really poor in that game and he just did not have the energy. And like, that's why Jamal came out uh, and blistered the sun in game three and then punished him. And like, that's the other, we talked about kind of like how they're out of options. So what happens is Denver adjusts to what Miami does in game two. And in game three, they kill them, kill them uh, in two man game, including like they made really smart. I'm not going to get into like all of it, but the, the short answer, the short answer here is in zone. They were there's only so many certain ways that teams are programmed to attack a zone. And that's why it's so effective. And because you, they, the nuggets have Joker, they're able to be like, Oh, let's not put you at the hot at the elbow. Let's drop yeah. you into the mid post. And once they did that, he's behind the zone now. And Miami like was like shit. And that, so then in game, so then in game four, they're like, ah, ah, ah we're going to adjust to that. And it's like, what's the consequence of that? Well, we're going to leave the weak side corners open. Cut, 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 cut. Like, there's there are no good. Like, once Miami started hard blitzing Murray, I was like, oh, no, they're at it. Like, they're cooked. And Spo is is saying, I am compromising my defense because I am so unable to contain you. Yeah. Like, again, Spo has been more annoyed at the way that we have talked about coaching in this series than anybody for a guy that quote unquote, doesn't listen to any of that. Like Spo has been like, he hasn't said this, but I've been in these pressers and his tone is, and like his answer to Ramona wasn't, wasn't entirely like a one-off situation. He's got a lot of respect for Ramona, but like Spo's tone in these press conferences has been like, please stop pretending that I am a warlock. I do not know how to stop Nikola Jokic. Because there is not a way to stop the Nikola Jokic. Like, that's not possible. Um, and that leads us, Sean, to your pick, which is you like Nikola Jokic to lead the game in scoring, plus 105. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, 
thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, I will tee you up here. The strategy for the Heat has followed as such. In game one, they got destroyed by Jokic in every facet of the game. So in game two, they adjust and they say, let's try and take everybody away. It wasn't as as blatant as people make that out to be. It's more of the pace of the game, honestly. He still had 11. We talked about this. He had 11 potential assists versus an average of 15 in a much slower game. So we're talking about like one or two fewer potential assists in a game and just nobody could hit shots. Um, then in game three, obviously that got blown to shit. And it kind of does, it is kind of an illustrative though, where the heat are not going to, I don't think ever take an approach of we have to stop Joker because they know that the passing will just eradicate them. So they almost, they have to live with Joker scoring. Like it is just a fact of life that they have to accept. And game three is proof of that because they blitz Jamal. And then we're basically like, if Joker scores, okay, let's make it tough on him. And they did make it tough on him. I will say in game in game four, like they yeah. made he was not as efficient as he usually is. But the only reason that he still doesn't put up 27, 28, 29, 30 points is because of foul trouble. And like to me, Sean, that's the only way you get hurt here is if they get him in foul trouble again. Yeah, we could retweet that and just go to AC if you want to save some time. Matt Mitchell, shout out to Matt Mitchell. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, tenfold. This is the the only time they've had success and won a game was in game two when they. You're right. It, it it wasn't as blatant as it was. It was made out to be, and and Spolstra was annoyed that people kind of were. The Ramona Shelburne situation was interesting because it was the last question. He was kind of ready to get up, and he was like, "Okay, we got one more." His hands are on the presser table, and it's like, "Not this, not not this, Jokic, make him a passer." Question. He's like, "Look." You guys, to the untrained eye, it might look like that. But let's be honest. That's the only way they have any success is if they try to go go single coverage on as many possessions as they can, lock up everyone else, and then they're just going to have to live with Jokic scoring. I think that's the default. That's the step in the series. We talked about the jig is up and Spolster has no answers. He's just going to force other guys outside of Jokic. And he, he, tried to, he tried to square off Murray a bunch. As I mentioned, they blitz Murray. They double him. They're saying, okay, I guess we'll just give Jokic open threes. Jokic is like, okay, I'll take those. I'm shooting 47% in the playoffs. I'll knock these down. No problem. I'll take them. I think they're back to almost back to square one as if we're going to have to let Jokic score. So no matter what Spo says, that's the only success they have had. Also on the props board, Jokic is 29 and a half points. That's the top points prop number. Butler's at 27 and a half. He's second. And then Murray's just been playing out of his mind. In that game three, that was the best game I've ever seen him play. 
The, he was 12 of 22 from the floor, had the triple-double. He was just absolutely lights out in that game three. Massive for them and, and him. And just how how I think people look at Jamal Murray has just skyrocketed, including my opinion of him. We knew what what he could do, but for the way he stepped up his game in the playoffs and in the regular compared to the regular season has been spectacular. This is the this is back to the the only answer they have left. Back to the props board. Jokic 29 and a half. Butler's second at 27 and a half. Murray's down, I think, around 23 or 24. I don't see Butler coming out and and, and putting up a big number like a 30-point game. The only other, the only, the only time that Jokic hasn't been right there is when uh Murray had his best game of the playoffs for me in that 34-point game. Jokic had the 41 point game in game two I think we go something similar in that realm that's the only way the Miami Heat have success I think Jokic takes it does his thing and, and puts up 35 plus points in this game you could take over 29 and a half that was minus 112 over at FanDuel I like the plus 105 number better I think he scores 30 plus leads it if Miami has any success in this game and does somehow pull off a victory on the road it's going to be even spread out success. Jimmy Butler has 20, 23, 24 points. Vincent has 17. Duncan has 12. Struess has nine. It's going to be spread out evenly in that in, in that sense. I don't see it happening. I don't see Jimmy Butler single-handedly having a massive game. He hasn't yet for the most part. Uh, Denver, that size we talked about coming into the series has been a big factor. I like Jokic to have a big game. I like him to lead the game in scoring. When they go at Jokic in the paint, it's a bucket. When they get when they when they double Murray, it's a wide open look for someone. They're just gonna have to live and die by Jokic scoring. So I'm gonna take him to lead the game plus one hundred five. I like the the play on him to lead the game rather than his individual prop overs, right? Yeah. Like I like that that play there because the pace has just been so glacial in these games. Yeah. Uh, that's these teams are playing so slow here. Um, Joe, as one of our resident prop guys, I was curious about how you felt about that play on Joker. I think it makes sense, especially based on the way that, uh, you know, you're kind of projecting the game and like the way that Murray especially has been used, like they're blitzing him. Like they just Miami showed that last game. So I do think that that kind of forces the ball out of his hands a bit. I also, the only thing that I always get like nervous about with those like top scorer ones is I feel like you're, you always like add in a little bit of variance because like you're adding in other guys or other things going on. But I think that the way that you explained it and why you like it because of the pace makes it make a lot more sense in this particular spot because, you know, like we're looking at a 90 pace on the entire series. So I think in this, in this angle, like I understand why you went that way. It's like, for me, that this cap is Okay. If you're wrong, if you lose, how did you lose? Yeah. And for it's it's Jimmy, because like Bam just simply I, I have so much either. respect for Bam out of bio in the series. I've always like loved Bam's game. Bam is battling and he's doing so much on both ends and he's rebounding and he's playing so hard and he's fronting and he's flopping to try and draw calls and he's taking mid-range shots and he's having to be like a volume score and he's doing all this and he's getting his ass kicked, but like he has battled so hard, but this is the problem is like Bam is, is Bam took 19 shots in game four and had 20 points. This is like three of the four games he's had within one point yeah. of a shot total. Yeah. Like he's not, he's not putting up that like 1.4 points per possession, possession that, he can't. Per shot that he needs. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't draw enough fouls. Cause he doesn't right. like, he takes the little bunny. He doesn't go to the rack. So it's like, I get what he's doing, but you're not going to see a big scoring output from him. Right. So then it's Jimmy. Yeah. And like the way you lose this is if Jimmy Butler, who has not looked healthy from in 
th- a month and a half if he's suddenly healthy, if he's suddenly now healthy. Because talking to the Heat people that cover this team day to day, they are like, he is like, he's just not right. And yeah. as much as I want to credit Denver and what they've done and their fight, like a lot of this is like, I have openly like exclaimed, what the fuck are you doing in the press box when he's had like Jamal Murray on him? Like he's had Jamal Murray and like Jamal's going to battle him, but he can get to whatever shot he wants in them in a ISO post up off those switches whenever he wants. And he's just like, he will loop into it and just be like, whoop, passing out. Let's hope yeah. we get a three. Please come save me, Max Struess. Like, yeah. It, so it's only really Jimmy that you have to worry about. And if, and so effectively what this is, is you're getting plus one of, if we, if we take those parameters and like the variance from Joe is right. Like maybe uh, Duncan Robinson has 25, maybe. But 25 is not going to be enough. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah. yeah. That's not enough. Right. So. Yeah. Like, Oh, uh, AC knows it's plus plus one ten now. So like if we make this into, if we, if our, if our, thought process is correct that this is essentially it becomes joker plus 110 to outscore jimmy butler and that's a great prop yeah. right yeah. so yeah because uh, i think get the, there the, i think the head-to-head line is like minus 135 for joker over jimmy so if that's how you're capping it then you're really getting a lot more value right ac let's talk about your props so you've got let's talk Murray uh first here. You got under eight and a half assists here. Uh give me why you like that one after Jamal has been absolutely just incredible with his assist numbers and potential assists. Yeah, he turned into present day John Stockton, averaging, you know, 12 assists a game. But uh, I was going through his entire career game log. That includes preseason, regular season, all of his postseason games. He's never had a streak like this. Props to him. He's been amazing. Uh, he's, you know, like a, a low key sneaky pick for MVP. He's not going to win it, but the, the, the way that he's impacted the game through his decision-making his playmaking and just knowing when to pass versus knowing when to score is, is an innate ability that you can't really teach. So props to him, but I'm just going to fade the streak, right? He's had four straight games of over 10 assists. Uh, the number right now is set at eight and a half juiced a little bit to the under at minus minus one twenty-five. I'm going to take it. I think it's good value. And if if you and Joe are correct in terms of Denver winning in in a blowout, right, by double digits, we may have some of these guys uh, sitting earlier than people expect. So um, games like these, when it's large, larger spreads, I like to do the unders anyway. So I like Jamal Murray under eight and a half. I think the question here is like, do you think that they stop blitzing? That's me. It's they got to they, try they something stop. different, right? They got to right. try something different because they've blitzed now for two games yeah. and they've gotten blown out at home. The only game that they won was, of course, this untrained eye, but it was the game that Jokic had 40 in. So mm. if that's if that's the recipe for, and there is no recipe, they're just playing a team that's better than them. Yeah. Um, but if, if they want to switch it up, that's the only way. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the concern here is in part if we take the game script, which of game three or game four, if you're Miami, do you prefer? Mm-hmm. Like, which one are you going to live with? <laughs> right. <laughs> which one, are, which one are you closer on? And we're like, we're laughing. Cause it's like, yeah. Hey, do you want to get stabbed to death? Or do you want to get run over by a yeah. truck? But like, <laughs> yes. I'll take the truck, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's, that's like the question here, but, but it, it is an interesting thing of, if you look at if Spo looks at game four and says, look, AG at 27 hit 
three threes. Bruce Brown was molten lava, right? We have a better shot of winning under those circumstances if we can get our offense out of first gear. So like that would be my concern is like, I kind of feel like they're going to keep blitzing. I have a hard time believing that Spo will have gone this direction and then be like, no, I was wrong. We got to go back the other way. I think he's probably going to continue to be like, guys, like we can live with Joker. We can't live with Joker. And I think game three is the model for, we can't let that happen. Like they gave up two 30 point triple doubles. Yeah. Yeah. I I would say, I would say a lot of us are focusing on Miami's defense and justifiably so because Denver is, absolutely killing them in the half court but to we all know not only does denver or miami have to shoot 50 percent from three with 30 to 40 attempts but they actually got to take advantage of mismatches so to me i think for miami to even give it a shot or have a shot in this game they got to go at jamal murray they got to go at Jokic. that's the only way because you're not going to defend them i know we're talking about different schemes different coverages on the back end zone whatever yeah there's no I mean, answer this, yeah there's no answer this is the the greatest offensive player ever in Jokic, in my opinion and then you have murray just picking up a part my one thing right because like i i'm on i like the other side of this to be honest with you i i, I like murray's assist a lot of part of with the blitzing and what miami's throwing at defensively but when we look at what Denver's doing, and I think this is what makes it different than like looking at his whole career, right? Is that they are just like pushing the pick and roll button nonstop. Yeah. And yeah. like he's got, he's averaging almost six assists just to Jokic. So it's like, for me, I think that sometimes with these playoff series, with the props, like this opened at five and a half in game one, and then it's moved up like by one basically every time. I think that sometimes like they, the books like literally can't adjust it enough because they're, they can't change their models that much from like one game to the next. So like, I think that like we're at the eight and a half now, I think the eight and a half is still borderline like low. Um, I think that they just don't want to go to a nine and a half because then you're looking at like, an, it's going to throw off some of the derivative markets with like double doubles and stuff yeah. like that. I think that like, if you're going to play him, I like, I think that if you're going to play this under, it's because you're trying to hedge that bet that we gave out, I think in some of the articles, but Murray to have 10 assists in mm-hmm. every game. I think Brandon touched on that too. I think that it's more of like a hedge I, because like, honestly, I haven't seen Miami throw anything at him that works and like that he's not scoring, but the passing is just always there because you can't stop Jokic. Yeah. The other thing I've got here is that, if you, if you ask me, I wrote a little bit about this. Um, and I'm writing a little bit more about it today. You can find it in the Action Network app. Like, okay, so what does Miami do? To me, the answer is honestly, you abandon the defensive side. Like, you just say, look, we're a good defense. We're getting killed by better offense. We yeah. got to get more offense on the floor. I haven't, I didn't give this one out earlier. I'm going to play Kyle Lowry over nine and a half points. He's like been that. sensational in the series. I think he's got to play a lot. Like, Gabe Vincent had a really good start to the series. And, and I was like, aha, just like I thought. And then Dever was like, what if we defend him? Like, what if we just like try guarding Gabe Vincent? And then Gabe Vincent went, wah, 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 wah. Um, mm-hmm. Max Struess is unfucking playable in the series. And I have no idea why Spo hasn't like gotten there yet. I think Duncan, Ro- Duncan Robinson, we we're talking about this before the show. They won't post his props. And it's I- annoying me to no end because... Uh-huh. If they post Duncan, we are all going to be on the over. Duncan's got to play a lot in this game. 
the problem I think AC with that is like there is a possibility that the and Lowry's a good defender for being a hundred years old, but like if they go to offense only, I say this by the way, and like Lowry's like four years younger than me. Like if they go to offense only, then that's going to kick up the offensive rating for the Nuggets, and that's inherently going to lead to more assists because all of their offense drives through assists. But I think it's an interesting question to ask here. Uh, hit me with Christian Brown. I got one more thing before we get out of here. Yeah, Christian Brown, I think this one's simple. Every time he's played more than 10 minutes in the finals, he's going to have a block or a steal or both. Uh, game two had three steals. Game one, one steal. And then this, uh, sorry, game three, one steal. And then this previous game, he had a steal and a block. I think his ability not only to to play one-on-one heads-up defense so he's always uh trying to get cookies on you but he's a great help defender as well like if you just watch christian brown on defense it's amazing because he's so active he'll touch the center come back to the corner or he'll play heads-up defense on the pick and roll fight through the screen so i do i think just from his activity uh he had 15 19 and 15 minutes respectively in the last three games i think he's going to be around there again so I think this is pretty much a – I don't say it, but I think it's a, it's going to be pretty easy. I love the Christian Brown play just because he's affected the game every time he's come on. I said that when he was playing defense against Devin Booker against Phoenix. I was like, yo, I would love to see more Christian Brown on the floor, and that's what we've seen in the finals. Going back to Murray and Jokic before we get out of here, Jamal Murray can be slowed down. There are different options they can pick. I think if, if, you, if you were to see a lot more of Jimmy Butler, it would slow him down a bunch, but then that would take away a lot of the offense that Jimmy's going to need to produce to win this game. I'm. It, this is the Nikola Jokic is one of the the players. Like I, I don't. I've never seen this guy have a bad game. To be completely honest, like he is extremely, if almost impossible, to slow down. You can slow Murray down. I don't think there's no answer for Jokic. So there's going to be things that I think Miami throws at Murray to slow him, which opens up and the the live and die by Jokic scoring a bunch of points and and, and we'll live with it. Like you said, Matt, they can't let. Murray score 30 and have a triple-double, and Jokic be Jokic, which he is every single night on the floor. It just can't happen. They're going to focus on Murray, and hopefully that slows down the assists as well for AC. Jamal had 15 points on 5 of 17 shooting in Game 4. Right. The Nuggets won those minutes by 22 points. Stuff. The jig is up. Uh, All right, we'll see what happens uh, in Game 5. If the Heat do manage to heat culture this shit and come back and win this game, we'll have a Best Bets episode for Game 6. As I very sadly start packing for Miami, as my kids very much miss me. Um, And then we'll continue Best Bets throughout the rest of the series. If the series ends, uh, I'll have Brandon Anderson on. We'll do a series wrap-up and kind of a season look ahead as far as like some stuff. We'll start doing, like, Buckets isn't going anywhere. Make sure you guys check out the WNBA episodes. But thanks to David Payne, our producer, for putting this together on a Sunday. My thanks to Joe Delera, Sean Little, and AC Albert Wynn, the analyst Cabra, for joining me on a Sunday morning as well. I appreciate you guys taking time out of your Sunday morning to do this at this pod with me. We will see you guys again on our next episode, whether wrapping up the NBA season or uh, looking ahead to Game 6 with Best Bets. Thanks for joining us. Till next time. Good buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.